say, this is a recognizable voice. <laughs> and it looked like him. Well, <laughs> he was just a gray guy. He's kind of schlubby and, I don't know, mm-hmm. nondescript. Did you, uh... The Burt Reynolds episode was great. Uh, uh, Mad Men's coming back in April. Yep. Uh, the the I, week before Game of Thrones and Silicon Valley. What was that? Is week? it the week before? Okay. That's cool. Yeah, At I, the same time... I liked what a Weiner said about you know since it's a half season. Yeah. I guess like he said that every episode almost feels like a series finale. Oh. Because nice. he's treating each one like, it's almost like each episode focuses on like the six main characters of okay. the show. Nice. So each one sort of gets their own ending. Nice. So. I like that. Yeah. Is it, this is a series finale. Yeah. yeah. Okay. End of Mad Men. Well, good. That means I can start watching it. Well, <laughs> oh, you can start watching it and then be current by the time that it comes back. You would. I'm trying to think if I have anything else on my queue. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Yeah. yeah. But back to Archer. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe I, it's taken me this long to start watching <laughs> it. And, you know, I I had heard such good things about it, and I was the same way. I never, I just, it's like, well... Do I want to watch this? No. And then finally I turned it on when when I couldn't find anything to watch one morning. Yeah. I just want to put on some TV just for white noise. But I, yeah. and I ended up getting so hooked on it that I was marathoning it. Yeah, I, I watched <laughs> it all in a week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think Ben just calls it, like, the best television show. Yeah, like, it's on pretty the air amazing. Right now. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, so I don't really have an opinion, but... <laughs> Evidently, season five changes format completely. In oh, really? Uh... They even changed the title for season five to Archer Vice. They started selling drugs and shit. <laughs> well, there was the episode or two where he became the Pirate King. Yeah, which were so, awesome. So there's that. I feel like... I really feel like well, there's Vice no direction that can't take the show. Yeah. That's the thing. And that... Isn't that kind of weird? He's a, already a spy, so how do you become an undercover spy? <laughs> right. So he's a spy who goes undercover as a drug dealer, but he's still... He can't catch himself if he's the drug kingpin. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. evidently Pam loses a bunch of weight in season five. I thought becomes super sexy. I thought she was trying to become a man. Like I was, so the episode <laughs> I just finished today was yeah, the one yeah. where they try and rescue the Pope, and all the while they're talking <laughs> about how Pam's trying to get enough. She's doing a bunch of uh, like underground boxing and cage fighting so she can save up the money to get a sex change and become a man. And then if you see this one, her back is just tattooed of hash marks of all the people whose ass she's kicked. Yeah. Like uh, the- I do have to say, like, the idea of Archer being a spy who's undercover doing drugs and becomes a drug dealer pretty much sounds like how America worked during the last century. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had an in-depth conversation about the DEA on my way to the Keystone Fashion I really wanted to see that uh, Jeremy Renner movie that came out last fall, uh, Kill the Messenger, where um, he played a reporter that was investigating the CIA's involvement. Oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked really good. I just, yeah, that... I look forward to seeing what uh, um, the Oscar nominations later this week so that I know what's going to be in the marathon so I know what I have to not well I have to go see that didn't get nominated yeah <laughs> fair enough yeah, that should be yeah hopefully I can go do that I can't believe you do that what the mar- uh, it's so <laughs> much movie so much time to sit and watch movies in succession like I can do maybe three hours of TV maybe or a, a feature length film and some TV but I feel like I would lose the ability to digest what was happening I, mean, I feel like at some point you start to just get a more uh no for the most part I'm good 
uh, like, I feel like the biggest issue, well, I didn't like the movie, so, like, Beasts of the Southern Wild, mm-hmm. that was the last one they're showing at the only 24-hour one I'd yeah. actually been to, and that one I just left during it, because <laughs> I was just like, I'm getting pissed off at these people. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking move! Why are you just sitting and talking? <laughs> it's just, like, one of those things where you're kind of, like, people... It's obvious you can't live there. Obviously, you can't live there. Obviously, you're all very uneducated and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Just fucking move. There's no <laughs> reason for this. You're all trying to say you're you're trying to uh, talk about a lifestyle that shouldn't exist. You're all just a bunch of fucked up. That's that's an opinion. You I kind of wish Andrew was here because I know Andrew loved that movie. I, I don't know. I, I didn't see the movie, I so I can't speak either, on yeah. the movie. But yeah. you can't tell people they can't live their lifestyle. Well, it's just that's not safe. Not when it's fucking flooding. I'm, you're not going to get any p- pity from me when you're living in an area that was so easily flooded. You're just like, have obviously, you, ever, you shouldn't have been there. You should go to the city of New Orleans and talk to those people because they live the, the only place that's above sea level in New Orleans. Well, the city proper. Of New they Orleans. had established infrastructure to defend against flooding. This particular area of land had not. Yeah, but New <laughs> Orleans was founded in an area where the only point above sea level is the city proper. So what we know is the French Quarter now. That is basically the only part of New Orleans that sits above sea level. Everywhere else, the business district, mm. all all the south side of the city, on the other side of the river, all that shit is below sea level. So. The, the tides are going to rise at some point in time. They're going to get above the the bunch of sandbags and levees that you built. <laughs> it's just going to happen. You, are you going to go? Well, hell, it's happening in New York, York too. <laughs> you can't go tell those people that they're idiots for living in that city for three hundred years, or how? I don't know how old the city of New Orleans is. Well, probably about that's, that. a, yeah, that's a question for Google later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the. Oscar nominations. Should I, should I cue the music? Oh. Wait, we're recording? Hi, guys! <laughs> Alright, I want to cue the music yeah. and then we'll be back in the room. <laughs> Last night, it was kind of interesting to see Grand Budapest Hotel win Best Comedy over uh, Birdman. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. I didn't watch them. I didn't even look at the winners. No. I, I looked at the winners. Uh, I didn't watch them either. Who was the host? Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Who got best dressed? <laughs> you, oh, you didn't watch the E News coverage afterwards? <laughs> no, no. no I, <laughs> I looked at the dresses. Which one actually? Yeah, of course me? you did. You guys lead a simple life. <laughs> I'm, I'm so envious. But God, who? There was a pretty good dress. I can't remember who was it. But the rest of was them, it Kanye? He's he's known no, for breaking Kanye the mold by wearing ladies' clothes. There were a couple of them. I'm just like, come on. You're like, I think it was Rosamund Pike or whatever, where it was just like barely covering her breasts. Yeah. I'm like. That's the style. Yeah. No. And speaking of <laughs> speaking of revealing stuff, I, I stopped watching girls, but evidently there's a nice uh, uh, rim job like on this past week's episode. Just throwing that out there. I, I yeah, I heard about that. Did you get to see some rim. I know, well, no, no, no. It was with uh, Peter Pan. <laughs> Oh, lost interest. <laughs> yeah, it was from the actress who played Peter Pan on the the musical. Yeah, it was like it was a, a side shot thing. Yeah. The guy was just like going like yeah. that. <laughs> 
There was a lot of jiggling happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like that show. That reminds I me haven't, of something. I, I bought the first season. I haven't actually watched it yet. No, the only, the only redeeming person in that is fucking Adam Driver. <laughs> He's the only reason to watch that show. Huh. Everybody else are, are terrible people and just... Ugh. You know, it's. Uh, we, I really find it funny when Wally well, sits on that thing, yeah. because like if he does it just right, and I'm sitting over here, he looks like Jabba the Hutt. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of sitting up like this. Yeah. <laughs> but before That's we funny. get too far away from Jiggly, I have a real life anecdote. I don't remember. I don't think I've shared this with y'all. Lady comes into the bar with some of our regulars. Okay. She sees that we have we have tons of regulars. Okay. She sees that we have little. T- uh, Temporary tattoos that have our our logo on them. They're about yeah. yay big. Uh-huh. She gets lit at the bar, and her her girlfriend convinces her to go into the bathroom and take said temporary tattoos and put them on like nipple covers. Like basically, she stuck the tattoos on her nipples uh-huh. and took a bunch of photos. Came out and sent them to all the people who were at the bar, <laughs> everybody who was working. She's yeah. just like. They were all like, oh, we got to have a copy of that picture. My my bartender was trying to convince her that we were going to put it on the on our company Facebook page and all this and that. And she she was so drunk and stupid. She was just texting away, sending them to anybody and everybody that asked for them. Wow. wow. <laughs> I, I didn't know those kinds of things were going to happen. <laughs> but anyways, uh, back to television. Uh, Golden Globes. That's yeah. funny. We were talking about revealing dresses and the Golden Globes. Jeremy Renner actually made a joke. He was presenting with like Jennifer Lopez or something. Yeah, and they were talking about some things. That, and like apparently she she had a, a like a cleavage dress where you could that's J Lo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, Jeremy Renner or seriously, uh, uh, like he made some sort of joke where he looked down and was like, "There were two Golden Globes." <laughs> 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 and the look on J Lo's face is like, "Oh no, he did." <laughs> yeah. That's I was like, horrible. go Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah, what, 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 let's see. Boyhood won Best Picture. Well, we could pull up the list. Well, Might be easier that way. I don't know. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. No, okay. Just like Fair an overall enough. thing. All right. Grand Budapest, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting, surprising choice. Like It was really funny. Yeah. I was just, like, it's, one of, it's an interesting thing because it's one of those movies that release so far away from like award season yeah. that it's almost nice that it's getting a lot of attention now yeah. because you know it was like when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy the uh, uh, Writers Guild uh, uh, the, when they did their uh, screenplay nominations Guardians of the Galaxy was actually nominated oh, wow. for uh, Best that. Adapted Screenplay huh which I thought was neat. And even yeah. James Gunn was, he posted a thing saying, we didn't, like, we're not spending any money on, like, saying, hey, nominate us for anything. Yeah. And they still got a screenplay nom. And you're kind of like, well, that, yeah, that is kind of neat. Yeah. For sure. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, yeah. I, I, one, I, I have to make a, a addendum to my uh, uh, top 10 list from last week. Okay. I, I forgot about Whiplash. Um,. It's that movie with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons in it. Um, Miles Teller is at a um, music school in New York, or college for the most part, and J.K. Simmons is his mentor, or, or like his teacher, and J.K. Simmons is like the bit, like, if you thought like J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson was bad. Yeah, this guy's worse. <laughs> it's like t- times ten, like he's fucking insane, and it 
the 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 kids trying to you know uh, perfect you know drum playing and stuff and the relationship between the two of them is so fucking intense hmm. and the music is so fucking good too because it's like he's part of a, a like a jazz band and it's like one of those uh, movie I miss this movie it's fucking great I think Andrew saw it too um, yeah it, 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 it like it's one of those things where it's worth going to the movie theater just for the sound system because the the music sounds so fucking great. What's that? Who's the guy that runs the the band for David Letterman? The ball guy, something oh, tough. That's who. That's I'm looking at some uh, screen caps from that, and that's exactly what <laughs> J.K. Simmons looks like. Mark Tuttle or something like that. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons actually won Best Supporting Actor uh, oh, at the Globe oh, for that role, and he deserved it. I thought he did a great job. And, uh, Michael Keaton won Best Actor. Yeah, he won right? Best Actor. And I think it won Best Screenplay, too. Okay. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. I need yeah, to. Birdman. Yeah, you should. Uh, but yeah, Whiplash, uh, it would have gone number four, which would have kicked Godzilla off the, yeah. the list. But yeah, Whiplash, I, I had a hell of a fun time. Especially because, I don't know, it's it's. I didn't know what was going to happen to a certain degree. Like It was going to spawn hip-hop. That's what happened to jazz. Well, it's just like, you know, the main character... I don't want to spoil. Really yeah, spoil it. Yeah, yeah please. It, it, but yeah, it was one of those movies where I felt exhilarated by the end of it, where I was just like, "That was good. phenomenal." Like, remember the Titans when at the, after they give that big ass speech and they win the yeah. game, you're like, "Yeah." It is sort of a sports movie, just with music. Yeah. So, uh, which it's a movie, it's a movie about culture. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is that it's an interesting discussion about it because it contrasts the idea of going after your passion, going after your dream to an extreme that cuts off the rest of your life, and how... Like, ah, so it's it, about true devotion to something. Yeah, but like it shows how that's a bad thing, too. Like It doesn't really... There's no clear-cut answer to that you know, question of whether you should do something like that, because you know it seems as if you really shouldn't, but then the movie completely sells it, and you're like, like it leaves you conflicted. Like you're, you're right, right. It, it's a movie that you definitely leave thinking, and also like, I, this sounds I, like I, a real, like a movie about real life, yeah, a real it, life situation. It, it's good, and uh, yeah, and the music is fantastic. I, I was like, I was gonna leave like during the credits, but the music was it just kept on playing, and I just stopped at the door and <laughs> stood there and listened. Uh, yeah, that, it was awesome. a phenomenal movie. Actually, uh, I want to talk about some of these. Well, uh, Boyhood won best uh, best drama, mm. which I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No. I mean, it, it should win anyway, just because of the sheer like twelve scope. years. Yeah. Of, yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm not gonna say that. I think it's an interesting experiment. I haven't seen it yet yeah. to see how. Andrew said it was great. Yeah, yeah. Andrew really liked it. And, well, okay, I should say that okay, R- Richard Linklater for for doing that, I guess best director. Best director. Yeah, it's either him or the guy who did Birdman. Well, Birdman, I guess you could argue cinematography more for that, but yeah. still, um, best drama series, The Affair. I haven't I even heard of The yeah. Affair. Oh, I've never really heard of it. I, know, I want to but see I've not it. Watched it. I mean, it's got McNulty in it from The Wire and uh, uh, Ruth Wilson from uh, Luther. Okay. And they're, the, like, the leads. I, I, it's an interesting show in the sense that I haven't seen it. I, I'm really looking forward yeah. to it, though. Is it <laughs> the president is having... No, no, no. No, that's no. not the same one thing. It, it, it's these two, you know, normal people having an affair, but the way that... It's, like, it's a, a flashback thing, though, where they're being interviewed, like, at a police, off, a, a police station, and you're seeing events... 
uh, 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 from their point of view. Like they'll like one will tell their story, mm-hmm. and then the other will tell their side of it. And you, there's a bunch of differences between the two of them. It's like uh, uh, like uh, uh, Akira uh, Kurosama's like Rashomon. It's that sort of okay, thing awesome. where you're see, so you're seeing different point of views of certain events, and mm-hmm. the differences are kind of interesting. Like. Uh, uh, when uh, uh, McNulty sees her, like, uh, being uh, fucked by her current boyfriend or whatever, like, she's wearing a certain type of underwear that's sexier. When she tells it from her point of view, it's a lot, like, uh, uh, her hair is, like, up in a ponytail. Yeah, like, like, well, yeah, it's not it's not as sexy. Because, gotcha. yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it sounds like a fascinating yeah. show. It's all about no, it's w- with tremendous actors in it, like well, I love those too. Just knowing that it beat out Game of Thrones and like House of Cards, which right. I haven't watched House of, House of Cards, but it Everybody always get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody says it's amazing. Same with best comedy series. I haven't even heard of Transparent. It did one. That one I don't know. Yeah, that's on Amazon Prime. That's as so a, is that the Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, the Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor one. He plays. Original. He plays a uh, um, a guy who uh, well, he's uh, he used he used to be a guy. He's becoming a woman, mm-hmm. um, and like it's a family drama about that, about how his family <laughs> is dealing with him becoming a woman. Interesting. And it beat out Girls, Jane the Virgin, which is a new black, and Silicon Valley, which was fucking amazing. Silicon Valley, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like it's kind of interesting to read like uh, uh, critical analyzations of like the Golden Globe winners, yeah. Because like some of them, you know, definitely state that. Um, the Hollywood Foreign Press, which are the only ones that actually choose the rewards, yeah. they're very, like, they, some of them could tell that the affair was going to win because the Golden Globes likes to award, you know, new shows and sort of be the first to do so. Gotcha. So that's why, you know, like, transgender and uh, the affair probably. Gotcha. You know. I was going to ask uh, about what, like, which awards, awards, Ceremonies are the more prestigious because it, it, people's so. choice. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the that's a that Maleficent. Like I looked at the best picture thing, yeah. and I was just like, Maleficent won over Captain America, Guardians wow. of the Galaxy, wow. X Men, and Twenty Two Jump Street, and Maleficent won. Wow, fuck those. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, what was I gonna say about Captain the, America won Best Actor in the Action, action movie. movie but yeah the the thing about the golden globes is that the there's no crossover <laughs> between the voting bodies between it and the academy awards yeah. mm-hmm. so besides just building some sort of buzz there's really no way to look at the golden globes to be like okay this might win yeah. an academy award because the voting body is completely different yeah the uh, baftas you can kind of look at and there's some crossover there that you could yeah. analyze to a certain degree huh uh, best TV movie or miniseries? Fargo beat out True Detective. Mm-hmm. I really want to watch Fargo. Me too. I, I almost bought it over the uh, over Christmas break, but yeah, like the iFanboy guys, all like all three of them were just like, "This is the best television show we've seen oh, this year." Wow. And I was just like, "Really?" <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I haven't even seen the the original Fargo, so I don't even have. It's a, been ages since I've seen the movie. Yeah, uh, so. Yeah, but yeah, it's just you know, hearing all those guys and hearing how fucking good it is. You're yeah. just sort of like, what the fuck is this even about? Right? Um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama went to uh, Eddie Redmayne, or however you pronounce his last name, for the uh, theory, theory of everything. everything. I really almost have no interest of seeing that. Me be- neither. Because I, I've, 
it looks like such an Oscar bait movie. Yeah. Like cut and dry. <laughs> like, we, we made this movie to win an Oscar. Yeah. Even like the in, in, imitation game is sort of like that. Oh. Did it go? <laughs> but uh, like even the imitation game is like that to a certain degree. Especially since it's by the wine scene company. Yeah. Uh, but I guess maybe at that point I just like Benedict Cumberpatch. It's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> And do I like I don't know the 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 subject matter is a little bit more interesting. Like I'm legitimately interested to see how he made like the first computer or how they're gonna dramatize him doing yeah. that because that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. The, I mean, the the Stephen Hawking thing is like one of those things where you're kind of like, I really know what happened to Stephen Hawking. We all know what really happened yeah. to Stephen Hawking. But most of this guy's life has been classified for... Yeah, and the way they fucking treated him afterwards yeah. is fucked up. Dude. Oh, uh, you want to talk about the U.S. government? No, 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 it was the U.K. UK. No, it was the U.K. Oh, okay. he, he, he worked for the British in World I'm War II. Internet, and uh, he uh, uh, cracked the Nazi code so they could you know, spy on him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he I pretty much had to create the first computer to be able to do it. So he was a war hero, but he was gay. So oh yeah, you can't be gay in England. Well, yeah, no, they no, they no, found no, out no. about it, and they, they like the choices was we're either going to castrate you sure. or you're going to take a shit ton of estrogen to cut down on your sexual drive. So he took estrogen. Wait, how? I, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. It. Yeah, I yeah. Think I so yeah, he was taking lines. estrogen. And well, they implanted an estrogen. Device oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, continually being, like, uh, uh, put into his body. And it was supposed to be taken out, but it wasn't. That's the same, that's almost the same as birth control, except it's progesterone instead of estrogen. So they, like, you know, some Mm -hmm. women get those year-round birth control shots. Mm -hmm. Same shit. But that's, I don't know how how it reacts with the male body. I can't imagine it's a good thing. Well, yeah, apparently, like, it it was a couple years later that he killed himself. Because, I mean, you know, he couldn't... He, 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 the government that he helped say that he helped protect, what fucked him over, <laughs> just because he preferred penis to vagina. And you're kind of like, come on, guys. They all start <laughs> the same shape. I mean, one of them just retracts the other into the body. It's <laughs> really there's no difference. I'm not advocating gay sex, but yes, I am actually. Well, go well, out, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, if you if you want to have sex with a guy, go. Uh, have at it. I don't even care. If I you're don't an give a shit. Have sex with a man. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Best animated feature film: How to Train Your Dragon. Oh yeah, Jr. that was fucked. That was bullshit. <laughs> I liked the movie, but it doesn't the Lego, Lego movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, come on. I saw some kids at the in the window store playing the Lego movie video game. Yeah, yeah. like in the fashion mall they have it set up. Yeah. And it's these two little Hispanic kids. And all I heard them shouting it, and they were in Spanish. Ah, oh, hit him, hit him, hit him! <laughs> and their mom was just sitting there, like not even caring. These two little boys are so into the game. Yeah, but I mean, how it wasn't like How to Train Your Dragon Two was not as good as the first one. No, it wasn't. Even like a part of me would almost say Big Hero Six was better than How to Train Your Dragon Two. Wow, I, I, I would, I would say that. I would not say that. Uh, I really uh, liked How to Train Your Dragon Two. Uh, I don't know. It was all right. I feel like it had more issues than Big Hero. Like I said, like I say about Big Hero Six, there's nothing wrong with it. There's yeah. just nothing new about it that is really interesting. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon Two, I think, has issues. That trailer goes on for way too long with that same tone. They should have cut down the uh, the Michael Douglas bit. Yeah, especially like- if he's not gonna play 
the, if he's not going to play the hero going forward, like why has he got so much of the, the screen time in that? Well, they're probably going to be more like partners. He's going to be his mentor. He's going to be uh, Paul Red's mentor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, you're kind of like, the, I, I like the joke at the end. I like the can we change the name bit. I feel like that should have been the middle of the trailer. Like and, at the huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. like that, but a little bit more concrete. Yeah. Especially since the huh, it doesn't change tone. We just get a bunch... Of, we get a montage... Well, you think it's going to go into something comedic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but then it doesn't. And you're just sort of like... It's like... It should have ended with, can we work on the name? And then, like, should have established that this is probably going to be funny. Yeah. It's way too fucking somber. I yeah, agree. that's what I'm thinking. It's good. It needs to be more comedic. I Especially coming from the fucking writer of... Fucking Man. I mean, yeah, that was something the the, the fan edit trailer that you, you showed yeah. us. Uh, you I was know, thinking that was bullshit, but now I know that's not okay. Yeah, yeah it's not. So you're kind of like, okay. I mean, that is something you should uh, actively advertise, and then you should follow it up with funny shit. I mean, honestly, I think it was one of the worst trailers Marvel has ever done. Yeah, uh, the, that fan trailer, by the way, is from Patrick H. Williams on YouTube. You can check it out there. That way. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like you know, it, it, Carrie in this situation is almost the you know, she she loves the Marvel films, yeah. and her immediate reaction after watching that was that it looked dumb. I don't. I can't say it looked dumb. They didn't uh, do a good job of explaining Ant Man. Well, just that they, they showed a bunch of visual. You don't know what the movie's really about. That's yeah. the thing. Um, I, I did like what it showed us. I felt like the visual effects look awesome. Uh, seeing him ride an ant looked awesome. Well, even then, I don't. I, I don't even think that really looked neat. There's nothing about it like it, that hooked anybody. Like yeah. it didn't hook me. It was more like left me going. I could have been better. I mean, Maybe compared to a lot of like teaser trailers from Marvel. Yeah. I mean, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the whole the lineup scene. But that is the golden Gar- precipice. Guardians uh, of the Galaxy <laughs> teaser trailer had never been done before. Nobody had, like, done it so, like, straightforward. Okay, here are your characters. This is the movie. No trailer, no teasers ever done that before. But it was genius, and you knew who the fuck the characters were. Yeah. And it ended it on a a funny note. Like, that is the golden precipice of Marvel teasers. And even some of their other ones are just a hell of a lot better than this. Yeah. Because, I don't, like... The thing about like the Iron Man, the Thor, and the Cap trailer yeah. teasers at that point, they had already established themselves as a franchise, yeah. and so like them being really super serious with the Mandarin attacking Tony's houses or house, um, you know, it works. It, it, it ups the stakes, but the movie at the end of the day is still pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Um, same with Cap. I mean, Cap, yeah, it adds a lot of serious bit, bits to it, but there's still moments of levity. Yeah. That I feel as if it definitely should have been funnier. Nobody yeah. knows who the fuck Ant Man is no. besides us, and, and all you're left with is like I, uh, Matt watched it, and the way he said it was that it looked like like a first generation. Like superhero movie from like the early two thousands or yeah, something. I can see that. That's what it looks like, and it might even be that quality where you're kind of like, this is perfectly fine, yeah. but compared to what we have been getting, this is pretty lackluster. I I would uh, I'll reserve my comments to that length because I <laughs> I, I feel that they ha- that Marvel has proven themselves in every That's very true. department. 
of entertainment, yeah. me, in, entertainment medium from like from comic book written shit all the way through film and television right now. Mm-hmm. But I will agree with you that Ant Man is a lesser known character in pop in pop culture. So to I, I think they really want to make sure they they give a little bit more of his story and get people invested in the the hero, the Ant Man, the hero because. Mm-hmm. People might go see a movie just because of the cast that's in it, but yeah. If you're talking a superhero film, there's, I mean, they're, they're turning them out two and three a year. Why go see this one over over something else? I mean, yeah. The only thing it really has going for it is that it has a pretty good cast, and it's from Marvel. Yeah. That is the. I mean. But didn't it say the director yeah, I- bring it on? Well, that that was okay. in the fan one. Yeah. But that's real, right? <laughs> yeah, that's real. Okay, so that, it's, <laughs> it's, it's also written, extra choreography. It's, it's also written by Adam McKay. Yeah, just that with the, you know the, uh, the story by Edgar Wright. Yeah. And I guess that was pretty much kept the same to a certain degree. Yeah, well, that he's still he's still credited. He's in the credit like yeah. the credits at the end of it. So I mean, yeah, there, there's definitely potential, and I definitely want this to be a good movie. I was just disappointed with the trailer. Yeah. I do not think it's a very good marketing material. No, which a lot of people, uh, a lot of or most people have said that about it, mm-hmm. and they also feel like that's why they waited until Agent Carter was over to show it. <laughs> they buried it. They marketed it as a hey, check out the Ant Man trailer, but it wasn't until the fucking end of that show. Well, you could argue that's why they did. It. I mean, they did it just so people would stay and watch the entire show too. Yeah, and there that's sort of a. You know, it could be either or. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you bring that up because I think in contrast to what you got in the Ant-Man trailer, the first episode of Agent Carter was nothing but a, hey, this is who this character is, and this is like this is why you should care about her. Yeah, this you is watch who- it on Hulu, right? Yeah. Did you watch both episodes? Just the first one. Oh, okay. Well, oh, there's two. Right. Yeah, 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 I didn't okay. get time. Okay, okay. okay. So I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if they actually put, a, put them on there as one episode or mm-hmm. if they split it. Well, so I saw the... Uh, what I saw was... It, from the beginning until after Roxxon Laboratories uh, implodes, oh, okay. and you see the you see Jarvis in the car talking to Tony about how eight oh Howard Tony yeah sorry talking to Howard <laughs> like oh she's the prime candidate she'll never suspect anything and that that's where okay. that ended okay gotcha because it aired as a two hour premiere yeah okay. yeah well I I I feel like that first half was it was. Maybe two or three instances where they put in footage from Captain America. I feel like it was yeah. a little overused. I, I thought that. that once we got towards the the part where she was in the file room and yeah. looking through the files, I was like, "Well, I, I, we already know she knows Captain America yeah. and Howard Stark, and we already like so we mm-hmm. know the character a little bit. You don't have to keep feeding it to us, but mm-hmm. the, I think they did a good, really good job of establishing her within the the Marvel uh, universe and. And giving us a reason to care about that character more than just she's a beautiful woman who kicks ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think they've done a great job with Agent Carter so far. I was really impressed with those first two episodes. Um, I agree. Well, I I feel like they would have been better split. Um, well, I found myself losing focus about midway through that second episode. Well, I didn't. I I I mean. I feel like the only reason they potentially did that was just for scheduling. Like, they yeah. had eight, eight episodes that they ordered that they needed to burn through. Yeah. So well, I, I get it. The um, front. Even my, my dad watched it the next day and said the same thing, hmm. uh, where it felt like it was dragging a bit. Like, it would have been fine if there was a break between. 
yeah. watching them straight forward, it just yeah. kind of where I ended was a, where I ended seemed like a perfectly logical yeah. conclusion yeah. to that first episode. Yeah. And the only thing that bugged me about it was there was a really obvious mis- uh, mistake visually. In the after, so after Howard shows up and he explains to her how she, he needs her to go recover all his stolen inventions, and yeah. he gets on the boat. Yeah. You look. They they show him on the boat driving towards a cityscape. What city is that supposed to be? New York. New York. Presumably New York City, right? Because they were in yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. Camera comes the after they show that beautiful backdrop. Camera comes the other way. She's standing on a dock in front of a building that says "City of Los Angeles." No. In big shit. letters. Look it up in big block letters. On the it says <laughs> Wharf Seventeen, City of Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. And so, and I wouldn't have noticed it except Shin goes, "Is that Manhattan?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? That is that's Manhattan." And then it turns around, and I see Los Angeles, and made me second guess myself. <laughs> Wait, was it was it supposed to be in Manhattan? Was it? No, was, it's in New York. Yeah, that was what that was the impression I got. And that's yeah. the only in there's huh. to my knowledge, there's no place in Los Angeles where you can sail from from like a port into another port that's it's still in the city of Los Angeles. I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. the geography of LA that well, but yeah, even so, I mean that's obviously a big mistake. Huh. That, that was the only thing that bugged me about. It. Otherwise, <laughs> it fit the t- it fit the time period perfectly. That that's that acting funny. was great. You have a a pretty good cast. Who's mm-hmm. who's the guy that's playing the lead agent? The the blonde guy, uh, Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Chad, Murray. Thank yeah, you. Chad yeah, him and then the the director of her office mm-hmm. at SSR. Yeah, you get more of them in the next episode that I uh, I like like. I mean, they're all obviously sexist assholes. Partially. Yeah, but they're playing. Yeah, the well, role. yeah, but it's all you know, part of the time. So you're kind of mm. like, you sort of have to look at them through that particular, you know, window where you're kind of like, yeah, you got to find something you like about them. And I, I honestly, the uh, the blonde guy, he he's good at his job. Yeah. And the same with the boss. I mean, like. Everybody's good at the job. It's just that they're all very disrespectful to, <laughs> except yeah. for the gimp. They're all very disrespectful to Peggy, and you're kind of like, no, you haven't seen that bit either, so we can't talk That's about right. it. You can, well, we can we can talk about it. Yeah, you can, yeah, I'm uh, watch like, it in, like <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite bits about the second episode is the radio drama. Yeah, well, they, they, there's a Captain America radio drama that uh, I'm just about to. Um, that they uh, no, I'm trying to find that clip uh-huh. that that's that they play throughout the episode, the second episode, uh-huh. and it, w- it was like Betty Carver is yeah. uh, Captain America's girlfriend or whatever on the radio drama, and she's total damsel in distress, like she's <laughs> a nurse who takes care of other people, and it's like just you wait until Captain America shows up, <laughs> and, and Peggy is listening to this, going, oh for. Fuck's sake. Right? And that's after she, she disabled a man with a stapler. Yeah. Which was so badass. I thought she was just yeah. going to beat him unconscious, but no, she opened up the stapler. She fucking Jason Bourne it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I gotta say, that was, like, the, the action sequences with her were so good because they, there was nothing different about it for, I mean, they didn't treat it differently because it was a action scene with a woman. Mm-hmm. It, it, it felt like I was watching any any other like really fast paced fight scenes she did she did a great job with that choreography and i that was what like seeing the the tv spots and seeing all mm-hmm. the the previews that was what really had me excited about the show was this girl is going to kick some ass yeah. and she's going <laughs> to do it without ruining her blouse yeah, yeah. i like that uh it's actually you know, it's a, it's a really great platform for Haley atwell because 
you know, we see her as Peggy, but also, like, at the same time, in the first episode, we see her as, like, the blonde bombshell. <clears throat> and the the second <clears throat> episode, <throat> the second episode, she she shows up at a, 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 a milk... milk. Oh, yeah, the Daisy Dairy or something. Yeah, she shows up there, but she's, like, from the health inspector's office. And she's, like, a completely different person. Like, there's... It shows acting range. It allows her to be more than just Peggy. And yeah, it's her, a lot of fun. Her American accent was pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, and her as a health inspector was funny just because she, she she's acting like such a tight ass and like it was yeah it was funny. Uh, Jarvis is also fucking great. Yeah, uh, them together was great. Yeah, I, I like that. There's no, they're not forcing like sexual tension there or anything yeah, like that. It doesn't need to be. I don't think. Yeah, because Jarvis is like yeah, I, I, married. Yeah, and he has his wife at home and he's got to make souffle. <laughs> yeah, that, that killed me. I'm just like just. Call- you might have secret agent work to do, but call before nine, please. Because <laughs> after the hot toddies, we're gonna be out. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. What What happens after nine? Me and my wife go to bed. Yeah. Something about bennies and and the hot toddies or something. Like, yeah. Very English. I don't know. Yeah. I like. There was a joke where he was talking to Howard on the phone. He's like, "Sir, I can't be everywhere at once." And it was like giant oh, yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I didn't. So is that? I, I'm not familiar. It's, is uh, Edward Jarvis written in like he's a canon character? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, yeah. He's well, the Avengers Butler. Yeah, I mean, like in the current comics, Jarvis is a real person. He's not uh, oh. Tony's computer. They just did that in the first movie because it actually does make yeah. a lot of sense. So, but it's, so, it's, but it's also neat to see Edwin Jarvis as Howard Stark's Butler. Yeah. It's just so that we get a we do get a real uh, Jarvis, and yeah. he's actually I, I do like how they look like. He looks physically similar to Paul Bettany. So, like, the whole Jarvis vision thing in Avengers 2 yeah. you know, works mm-hmm. more. Agreed. Yeah. Did you... Uh, there was a, a small spoiler where apparently Vision is built by Tony and Bruce. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's kind of neat. I like yeah, that. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> Alright, where is the city of Los Angeles? It's on the... Okay. <laughs> on the West Coast? Oh, wait, it's, yeah, it's before this. It's before this? It's, it's right after he hops in the boat. Okay. They show you the cityscape. Well, wait till he gets done okay. with this romantic... Well, we can't, we can't actually make out what city... No, no, not from there. there. But I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Manhattan. I mean, where... It, well, yeah, the, the, the story takes place in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. And, and he picks her up in an alleyway, so there's no way they drive all the way across the country while having this conversation. Despite the fact that he invents the most impressive things, right? But you see, I mean, it, when you see the I mean, scope I would, of it, I would too, say that's New York, yeah, for you sure. See the scope of it. So he rides off into the fucking sunset on his little skipper schooner thing. Skipper schooner. I don't know what they. Speed I don't up. know boat terminology. Schooner is a sailboat. And then Mallrats taught me that. <laughs> schooner. It's not a. Okay. Yeah, now wait here. Now wait here. Alright, alright, alright. Oh, is it cut out of this? No, right. You might not be able to see it because of the lighting, but it's on the roof of that. I don't think you can see it because of the the lighting on your phone. But I promise you, because I rewound it to look at it, and I was like, this can't be right. (laughs) Hollywood mistakes. The illusion is lost. And what the hell is an automat? Is is that new to you guys? The the diner where you put a quarter in the wall and there's a piece of pie you can just serve yourself? No, no, I re- yeah, I re- yeah. I re- that, that was a thing. Yeah, I'd never heard of that before. Well, chance, I just looked again; it's not there. Well, it definitely showed up uh, when I watched it on Hulu earlier. Maybe it's easy to see on a bigger screen. Yeah, I, I, I think that <laughs> might just be the, either the framing or the 
It's not bright enough. You don't have I just turned up my bro. I just turned up my brightness even more. Hold on, let me let me check again. I'm gonna pause it to find this. I'm telling you, it's there. Wharf Seventeen, blank something of Los Angeles. <laughs> Maybe it was just a, a shipping container. It was the roof of the building. <laughs> well, <laughs> but anyway, great show so far. Yes, that was the only. I, and it's not even that big of a deal, but it's, it's just, just funny. Yeah, just took me out of it for a second. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but you had to really be looking for that. <laughs> not with 55 yeah. inches, baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We just we, we just did something that Hollywood Babylon does. Wow. And shit that should not be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep my eyes peeled now. Right. I'm so impressed with how they like how they got that period. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there was a lot of of detail and texture in the backdrops and in the uh, in the extras in there, so I think that that alone was pretty impressive. How well they caught, they took that era. You know something else that bugs me when it's doing all the the action like the flashbacks or whatever at the beginning. Yeah. They flash a part of her fighting in the, the Agent Carter one shot, mm-hmm. which clearly takes place after this. Oh well, when it does. It would have to. If Howard's recruiting her to, to start S.H.I.E.L.D. Is that how that ends exactly? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it does. Huh. Yeah, know. it was clearly had to take place after this series. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no other way. Because she wasn't doing missions behind everybody's backs yet or anything. Yeah. At the beginning of this episode. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway... Yeah, I'm uh, excited for this. How how many? You said eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yeah. There eight are episodes. six more. Okay. Yeah, so we have six more weeks to catch up on Agents of Shield, which I still haven't done yet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I need to watch. You guys are season. slacking. It's not slacking. It's I have other things to do with my time. What? Like <laughs> replay Kingdom Hearts for that many times? In high definition, and it is pretty. It is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking love those games. <laughs> I know you do. They're good games. They are good games. Yeah. And it's just funny. Like, I don't I just, like... Like, because <laughs> the idea is so ridiculous sometimes. Like, I had a thought today where I was like, you know, Sora, he's like 15, 16 now or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And you're kind of like... He was asleep for like a whole fucking year, <laughs> so his memory could be rebuilt. So he like so he lost like a whole year. So he's like a a thirteen year old and a fifteen year old body or something. And you're kind of he, and he's kind of talking like it. And you're kind of like, is Sora now like developmentally challenged? Like he's <laughs> <laughs> wow wow. Probably didn't know that he runs around Goofy and Donald. Right, <laughs> he runs around with a bunch of cartoon characters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot help you. Sure, are we sure he's not still asleep? Is he gonna wake up out of a coma at the end of the series? He's in a like a double layered dream or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Explains our Riku's a Keyblade Master and he's not. <laughs> huh. I'm glad I don't know as much about that game series as you do, because I played part like I played half of the first one and that was. I, mean, I, I never bought the game, so I just played it at uh, mm-hmm. my neighbor's house, and it was fun. But that's a good yeah. game; they're they're good. Yeah, it, solid story wise. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, at the time well, I yeah, haven't yeah. played them in ten years. So. Yeah, they're, they're like they're borderline ridiculous. Like you've like especially like the last one for the 3ds. You've got to be paying attention to everything else in the series to really understand what the fuck's happening at the end there. Like when Xehanort shows up with like six different versions of himself from all the other games, you're kind of like. 
What the fuck? <laughs> time travel? You're introducing time travel into this game now? Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Am I, so am I going to be completely lost when the third one comes out? I don't know. I feel like they purposely went out of their way at like at the beginning of the second one yeah. to catch people up, like like what had happened in one and two. Yeah. I'm assuming Nomura's probably going to be OCD enough to try and do the same thing with three. Okay. But maybe. I don't know. It would almost be worth borrowing it because, like 2.5 because it has Birth by Sleep on it. Oh, okay. So you can actually play it on your console instead of oh. the the uh, PSP. Gotcha. That would be easier. Yeah. You might like that more. Yeah. I have a hard time playing handheld games. Yeah. yeah you, you tried playing that a yeah. little bit and you didn't get too far into yeah. it. Yeah. Because, like I said, I have a... My attention span isn't <laughs> enough for handheld games. <laughs> I just agree that completely. I, I beat a Fire Emblem game on my 3DS <laughs> last week. That was. I, I can I can just imagine you sitting in that chair in the dark. No, I, I, I'm in the. That's uh, so funny. I'm in on my bed. I, I set up like my big blue blanket as like a thing I can lean on. And you know, <laughs> I, I'm surprised Nintendo hasn't done something to where you can like hook your 3ds up to your Wii U and just play it on this fucking big screen. That's a good point. Are you? Can you do that with Smash Brothers? I don't know. I know you can at least do the, use the 3DS as a controller. I'm not sure really? if you can. Do we, uh, the, uh, this guy I work with, he showed me his phone background the other day. He was so proud. It, it was one of those. Uh, it's one of the not early or late 19th century Japanese style uh, paintings of the of the waves. I can't think of the name of the artist, but mm. you, we've all seen it, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it just has. A, a couple of Magikarp and a red Gyarados in there, and so he shows it to me very proudly, and I was like, "It's pretty cool." Yeah. But then the the, the, <laughs> the assistant brewer sitting next to me, and he goes, "Why is that Gyarados red? It, they're blue." <laughs> and so then we got into a huge argument about why didn't he play the, was it the gold and silver? silver. Yeah, why? Well, why did you miss out on gold and silver? You missed the red Gyarados. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, Pokemon. <laughs> Grown men, good times. Grown men still hooked on Pokemon. I saw an article. I think it was on a Kotaku dot com, where they were talking about how Pokemon is actually a dystopian future. <laughs> <laughs> because the oh, entire yeah. society it seems to be established around the idea of capturing these monsters and having them fight each other. Like, there's no other... There seems to be no other reason for any of these cities to really exist. Like, all the cities seems to be established Around, toward... Yeah, monster fighting. Yeah, and there's no system of government beyond the gym leaders and the Pokemon League. <laughs> so whoever has the strongest <laughs> army, this is in That makes perfect sense. Yeah, and all these kids seem to be set out, uh, uh, you know, sent out on... Pilgrimage to go across the country. The, the, the like, there's no, there's no sense of like a real society to it beyond just the idea of forcing these poor monsters to hit each other until they're knocked out. <laughs> that made me just feel so bad about myself right now. <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> I like the theory that uh, in the first ones that Gary was actually like. A real sympathetic character, and you just kept making his life even more shitty. Let's hang out. Let's go on adventures together. Fuck you, Gary. <laughs> Pretty much. And then you kill his Pokemon. <laughs> Your grandpa loved me more than you. Yeah. I don't know. I always told told you this money later. I mean, <laughs> that's a little rude. 
<laughs> well, not when he's visiting the Pokemon graveyard after you just like slaughtered his Pokemon. <laughs> like, that's pretty. There are up. no graveyards in that game. <laughs> what do they do with the dead Pokemon? That's a good question. Well, well they put them in they a giant them. tower that they you can walk them. through. Yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> and they also eat them. Yeah. Uh, I see him eat Magikarp. What's the tastiest one you think? The Ma- Magikarp? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pikachu's the tastiest. One. Like Snorlax <laughs> would be the tastiest. One. He's got all that nice, like Fat. super tender <laughs> marbled meat. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the easiest to kill. <laughs> Is he? He's... He's not gonna wake up. You got like three hatchet swings before the <laughs> wakes up. We'll just walk up, slit his throat. <laughs> You do that and it bounces off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We can't talk about this. I know, right? It's kind of of dark and morbid. Kind of awesome. I wonder uh, who'd be good, like chicken, like pigeon. (laughs) I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know if there's more Pokemon that are more chicken-like nowadays. They got the 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 pink moo moo ones that uh, you know that they do. Yeah, good for beef. (laughs) <laughs> right? How about uh, the execute or whatever? There you go. Or what's what's uh, what's the one that looks like pineapples? Is that execute? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that uh, where they get their pineapples from? <laughs> they eat smiling pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a joke about how uh, Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. They all look alike, so obviously there's some sort of cloning situation mm-hmm. happening yeah. <laughs> that nobody brings up or talks about. But like the entire police force and the health uh, uh, um, staff are just a bunch of clones. Yeah. <laughs> brings up a good point. I'm not ready for this future. <laughs> <laughs> I know we get in trouble now for dog fighting and cock fights. Yeah, you can't you can't fight animals against each other because the animals don't know that it's not right to fight one another. But obviously, they don't care. Yeah, Pokemon, they're kind of like it's about building a bond between you and the trainer. That's right. And when Pikachu tells turns around, and tells you he's had enough, you tell him he's a bitch, and you send him back out there. I can't fight anymore, Ash. Shut up, Pikachu. That's how it went. Well, how, how come Meowth was the only one that could talk? I feel like they potentially explain that. Like, there's some sort of Meowth origin story where he, <laughs> like, he taught himself how to talk, and it was an extraneous effort. Huh. Not extraneous. Um, Strenuous. Thank you. Huh. So while we're on this, uh, talk about really weird, perverse stories and dystopian futures. And I know you don't watch the show anymore. But but whatever. The Doctor Who Christmas special. We yeah. never talked about it. I just want to say... That Nick Frost was an amazing Santa Nick Claus. Nick Frost was an amazing Santa Claus. That wasn't what I was going to say, but that's true. <laughs> uh, the whole, we're in a dream, and then we're in a dream within a dream, and yeah. I'm still not sure if we're awake. Inception? Yeah, yeah kind of pulled an Inception on it. Yeah, and it wasn't a bad episode. I liked it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but I just... I don't know, that was a that was a a place they hadn't taken Doctor Who before. Like inside of a multi layered dream and Yeah, they had. The oh, with the Amy's choice. With uh, the Dream Lord. The Dream Lord, I guess that's true. I didn't think there about that. There were multiple dreams. Mm-hmm. That one though. The little monsters, the little hand monsters that were on their head. Oh, from Alien? They, they, they even like, make an alien reference in it? They opened up like vaginas. <laughs> yeah. Well they do and they do an alien as well. 
Alright. Uh, I just wanted to say that was weird. No, I thought the best part of it was Nick Frost. Nick Frost was He great. was a great Santa. And it, I couldn't his tell. relationship with the Doctor was pretty amazing. Yeah, well, because previously we'd gotten the sense that the Doctor was Santa, was Santa Claus. He told yeah. us that. Yeah. He's like, he did tell us that. It's impossible for someone to do this except for me. And, and then he tells Rose what she got for Christmas when she was like six or whatever, yeah. Yeah. But I, but they still left... Wait, I, Rose? Yeah. I, I saw some reviews... Back in season two, David uh, Tennant's doctor... Okay. Because she asks about Santa Claus and then he was like, Red Bicycle, age six, or something, something like that. Yeah, see, I... Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I, I liked how... Well, I read a review that said a couple of reviews that said that they thought it was awfully atheist, like that the or agnostic at least that the really? show was the, was pitching a don't believe in Christmas kind of uh, anti Christian th- message, which I didn't get at all. I didn't get that and either. by I mean, because by the end, sure we we realized that Santa Claus wasn't real because in order. Well, remember how she uh, the, had the tangerine on her. Yeah, yeah, and at the beginning it starts with that. So, you know, there that leads us to think that he was there before she got into the dream state and and then at no. the end with the tangerine. But yeah. Santa could have been with him for all we know. Yeah, well it, it could have just it could have just been a figment of her imagination and the, that tangerine could have been the doctor. Uh, maybe. Because I mean he the the Santa mentions that to him. About save room for a tangerine or something like that. And yeah, because it's a classic. Hell, my mom puts a tangerine in her stocking every year. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's a thing. Instead of getting coal, you get the... So there's tangerines Fruit and elves on the shelf. And what other things do I need to know about Christmas? <laughs> because these are all foreign to me. So. I don't know. I like it leaving the possibility of maybe bringing Nick Frost Santa back at some point. Yeah, I mean... If, yeah. He could have played any character on the show and I would have been happy, but yeah. <laughs> he did fit the bill for Santa Claus pretty yeah. well. Oh, yeah. He, he's he's what makes that entire episode worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think the supporting cast was really good. The younger blonde chick in it was pretty pretty entertaining. Oh, the, the one who refused to believe in Santa Claus and yeah. kept pulling, like, trying to pull all these uh, logic logic questions out yeah. so that she could disprove his existence even though she was talking to him yeah she's like you're not real and he then he reiterates he retorts with yes obviously I'm talking to you <laughs> um you guys excited about Jenna Coleman coming back well which I thought they were gonna you know um I don't want to spoil too much for you but I'm glad they had Danny back for a little while yeah that was nice um I think it was more pro- more of a goodbye than what we got at the end of the the season well, I thought the I thought the whole I mean we didn't get so his we didn't get to see him per se we got a little bit of his face in the Cyberman suit yeah. but I thought that was a really noble way to go out it was the same yeah. as like Rory the Centurion yeah. because that's he, very true he he made the ultimate sacrifice to for the lady that he loved and it, but he still gets to come back and who's to say that he can't come back even more yeah. in the show because they if they continue to just not stay in the like reality that we know. Yeah, it can always br- like, go to visit him yeah. or go back in time to see him. You know, there's no there's no rules that say you can't. Do that. <clears throat> but I did like that, and I liked how he was. I think that was actually him, though. Yeah, he was obviously sentient of the yeah. situation, er, and was able to to tell her she had to go. Yeah. When if it was, I mean, if it was just a, a dream state, then he would have tried to lure her further to into. Stay, yeah. 
to it, yeah. But that was fun to have him back. And, I don't know. I mean, it would have sucked for her to go, because I think she's been a great companion. I like how it makes you think it's going to happen. Like, once they wake up from the dream state, it's the doctor visiting her many years later, and she's in, like, old makeup. Hmm. And then you find out it's another fucking dream. Yeah. But, I thought I was like, oh shit, she's really she's really leaving because it, it would towards the end of the episode like there's only five minutes left and mm-hmm. then it's like oh wait we're still sleeping yeah because <laughs> then after in the little uh, what what do they call the segment they do at at the end the like the behind the scenes stuff oh yeah 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 because they then they're talking to her and she's like it just didn't seem right to leave with so much unfinished in the story like it's so many stories unfinished. And so, I, I think that's a good move on her part. Yeah. Because there, there is a lot left that they can do with her character. Uh, and I'm with the story between the Doctor and and Clara. She's been... Maybe not the most dynamic in terms of personality in the character, but definitely the most dynamic in the in the the character how the character fits into the Doctor's story yeah, well I feel like she had a lot of growth this past season which is something we didn't talk about much because someone stopped watching it um, <laughs> <laughs> just getting into a, a hate episode right now <laughs> right um, but she she grew a lot over the course of season 8 yeah. more so than her being a plot device for the second half of season 7 yeah she was like the Doctor's boss at, at a couple points in time oh there was an episode where she became the Doctor, the doctor yeah for the most part. I, I've i been very pleased with her. Yeah, me too. Um, sure. She will be in town. She'll be at any indie Comic Con, so. Um, May? March? She'll April? be March. April, March, yeah, March. Because the next yeah. one that comes up is Wizard World. They're all in March. I thought there was one in February, Wizard World. Maybe, maybe it is in February. I would check that because I was just looking at like the convention month. schedule. There's like a month. Right, any straight pop con, any pop con, any comic con, Wizard, Wizard World, Gen Con. No, that's not until August. There is a. We're gonna be fucking busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is a Jam Fest Grand Nationals, which I think is a like a monster truck or yeah. a bike or something like yeah. that. I know that's not our wheelhouse, but <laughs> I just saw that on the convention center list today, and I was like, "What the hell is Jam Fest Grand Nationals?" So I had to look it up. Apparently, hillbilly convention. So yeah, uh, John <laughs> Coleman will be in town if you guys are in the Indianapolis area. And didn't you say uh, somebody else is going to be paying a visit to Indy? Oh no, that's in Chicago this year. That's yeah, Stan Lee's going to be in Chicago again this year. He was last year too. Depending on health. Depending on how many bitches he can get to prop him up so he can sign autographs. Yeah, I think I might actually try to meet him this year because, you know, he's one person I would like to meet before he passes away. Fucking 90s only at this point. Yeah, I know. 93 or something like that. Yeah. Why do you guys think he's going to pass away? He's old. He's been writing all this fantastic sci-fi all these years. Do you think that he doesn't know somebody that can develop some of this technology? I don't know. With With the money, that the resources that this man has... Who knows? <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, it's a possibility. It is a possibility, I guess. Mm. I don't. I don't really think it's that much of a possibility. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not fucking ninety-three now. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Just do your um, yoga. I mean, he'll live long. Anyways, I guess as a recap, 
Ant-Man trailer was so-so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Agent keep Carter on, was awesome. I keep on checking to see if the Avengers one <laughs> pops up. Yeah, we'll end up talking about it next week. Uh, well, the game started at 8.30 when they're probably not going to oh, yeah. it's it's just, yeah, Oh, it's the game started right now? Yeah. Oh, fuck. And there's no way we're going to watch any of that game. Yeah. It's on fucking ESPN. So I can't. <laughs> well, it's just college football. I don't like college football. Yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. They don't pay the athletes. <laughs> I, have a, I have a big issue with that. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, we won't talk about we won't talk about the similarities between that and other types of forced unpaid labor. Mm. We're just uh, oh. hell, even prostitution makes money. <laughs> well, don't they pay for some of the students? Yeah, yeah, yeah they get the the colleges will give them uh, like grants or scholarships to pay for their schooling. Yeah, which can add up to you know maybe a hundred hundred fifty thousand dollars. Depending on what school you go to, I'd say top out three hundred thousand dollars in a in a college career, and that's yeah. if an athlete stays for four years, which most yeah. of them don't, especially if they are going to go on to play pro sports. Uh-huh. But that's like an annual salary for a pro sports player, and that's less than that's a that's a fraction of what they these schools make, make on fun. a single game day. Yeah, and now they've extended the season, added more bowl games, so all. Pretty much all but ten of the Division One colleges get bowl games, so there's an extra game. But then they got this the national championship, which is like a big is a big thing. That that game is gonna net a couple billion dollars for everyone involved: the universities, the ESPN, and other people that are sponsor putting sponsorships mm-hmm. and, and ads on that game. None of the players. They're not going to get a check at the end of this that says, "Hey, thanks for working hard for those three hours." And yeah, they're going to get a. They might get a trophy that they can kiss. That's pretty sweet. Release from Marvel.com. See, why didn't we see something like that? The Ant Man. Like yeah. they almost should have just done the teaser trailer of him, like just shrinking in a, down in a toilet in or a in a bathtub. bathtub. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like, I mean, even, like, the shit when he's riding around on the ant. Yeah. We can't really tell what the fuck's happening in the background. Yeah. There's no context for anything. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, that would have been cool. Like, just the whole teaser could have been, like, Paul Rudd awkwardly putting on the costume, standing in a tub, and doing it for the first time. We would have been with him. With him, We would have been experiencing it. Yeah, they're obviously going to do it. Yeah. Why couldn't we have it? Yeah, why? Uh, that should have been, that would have been an awesome uh, teaser. Because hey, it would have been like a minute long. It would have just been a weird thing to see. Like him in a bathtub. I don't know. Yeah. That, do you guys like the suit? Yeah, the suit's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't really have an issue with it. I mean, neither. Hmm. <laughs> oh, one thing we can talk about. The uh, um, the Supergirl uh, series that's going to be on CBS. Oh, or Vixen. We didn't talk about Vixen either. I don't really know what the fuck's ha- happening with that. It's an animated web series on the CBS. But it's in the same universe. But it's in the same universe as Flash and Arrow. That's weird. That is weird. Why didn't they just put her in the fucking show? Maybe she will be. But that's yeah. going to be weird because what happens when you want to bring Flash and, and Arrow into Vixen and then you got to get They're, them to do the... They course? are. Oh. Yeah, the te- the well, Ollie's is- dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, the poster has yeah, yeah, all dead. three of them. Okay, yeah. my ass. He's not. Well, dead. yeah, he's not dead, but you know, <laughs> right now he's probably doing the same ladder 
Back in the, <laughs> back in the, in the mountain. He figured out, he, took, he found two trees that were perfectly spaced okay. apart. Okay. Took a branch and just okay, started doing it. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, teaser for the return, uh-huh. yeah, but the city in chaos. And I don't know. It seemed an awful lot like Dark Knight Rises to me. Well, I mean, it, maybe it'll be better than Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it'll like work better. Like I, I, I do like the idea of uh, a team arrow being forced to try and be team arrow without Ollie around. Yeah. Like Diggle, uh, uh, the actor said that he's going to be putting on the hood just so that somebody's oh, wow. running around with the hood on. Yeah. So he's going to be, you know, taking up that just because, you know. And I, but I do love that though because it does show that Oliver has established a legacy that even if he's gone... Somebody's he, going to fight that fight. Yeah, he has people that are going to take up that fight or are going to you know, try and protect his city. And I do like the idea of Ollie coming back and seeing that. Yeah. Especially, you know... But it would also be... Because it gives a good reason for or, or Laurel to put on her costume and uh, for the Adam to suit up and uh, start helping out. Yeah. I look forward to seeing that a lot. Um, I was also intrigued by the comments that... Uh, um, see the CW wants another superhero show because yeah. mm-hmm. the Flash debut. De- it's like their best fucking show right now. In like ten years, yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. In the network's history, essentially, yeah. it's their best show. It was like the best debut they ever had, yeah. and so they want another one. Which a part of me was thinking, oh, what else do you do? That's actually <laughs> good for television. Like you can't do Green Lantern. That's just way too fucking expensive to well, a certain degree. To, to be fair, the Flash is. Their budget on the Flash has been impressive on the special effects wise. Well, yeah, they, they've but they managed to do a lot. But I don't know, like Green Lantern to do it right. Yeah, it would be. I don't know, like the Flash, you can you, you can cheat to get away with some stuff. Yeah, Green Lantern could be much. And outside of like Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, where do you go next for a television show? Like, I don't like the idea of the Adam getting his own show because I feel like he he's a good contrast there yeah. for you know Oliver and so forth. Well, it's uh, like the I don't know. I could see like the TNT Titans. Well, yeah, that that well, that's not going to be on CW yeah. though. So, but they're owned by the same company and can cross over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that one. There's no doubt about that. They, they can they can interchange. Down. But it, so, but yeah, that's going to be its own show. So yeah. it's not like they can do Nightwing or yeah. something because. That's already been taken up. So yeah. what do you do with that? There was actually... A, a, there was a poll... I think it was IGN.com. They said, okay, what hero would you want to see? Yeah. And I feel like the one that could potentially work the best... And obviously you don't have to worry about them making a movie because they're Blue making Beetle. a Flash one. Blue Beetle? Well, I don't know. Adam's kind of a Blue Beetle to a certain degree. Uh, I was sort thinking of more of like Jaime Reyes. True. But like one of the choices IGN put up was Shazam. And I got, I think Shazam could actually work pretty well as a television have show. Before. And especially it, like if they do like the Jeff Johns uh, uh, interpretation of the character recently that yeah. was in Justice League in the backups. Yeah. Where you know it, it's Billy with a you know, foster family, and there's a whole you know there there's definitely an established supporting characters there for them to play off of. Yeah. I feel like that would definitely work well as a television show. Yeah, it's, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I would too, especially if like they're not gonna have access to a Superman like character like Supergirl. Yeah, they could have Shazam in there. As a, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Huh. Especially like I just like the idea of 
Shazam showing up to a Flash Arrow team up. Yeah. And just, I don't know, the contrast between the, the, those two would be interesting. I, if there's three. I, honestly, though, I think Green Lantern would fit well, just because of the relationship between Green Lantern and Flash and Green Lantern and Green Arrow. I, I think he would yeah. fit well. I just getting away with it with the budget constrictions. That'd be my biggest worry about that. I would like to see that, but I don't know. I am worried about how they would get around all that, yeah. because... Yeah, the movie did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so have yeah. no good input for this guy, so yeah. that's fine. I don't know that much about the DC superheroes outside of the big, the big ones. I don't know the lesser um, characters. Well, going back to to Agent Carter as well. Uh, do you think Do you think Hawkeye's going to make it to Shield this season? Uh, Hawkeye? Yeah. I, it's a, it's extru- it's heavily rumored. I, I think they he could might do be it. I, I think they could do it one one episode. They can afford him. Yeah, yeah. But, just have him. Like, actually, I think Robert Downey said he'd like to yeah. do a, a Shield episode. Yeah, no. So if he's willing to do it for next to nothing, then yeah, yeah sure. They can what do the? It. F- I mean, there's no absolutely no reason not to do it. Right. If I, the actors want to do it and are willing to take a pay cut for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Jeremy Renner posted on his Facebook and changed his profile picture to it. It was like a silhouetted image of him in his costume. Uh-huh. It was like about ready to suit up again. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I said. I think I remember hearing about it. I was wondering if it was like a Civil War thing. Maybe. But, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. would work, though. Yeah. Yeah. I know it would be neat to see him and Mockingbird work together. Yeah. So, huh. And I think he'd be the most affordable Avenger. <laughs> more so more so than fucking uh, Sam Jackson. And they got yeah. him for a full episode. Yeah, I feel like did. he probably didn't ask for a lot of money, though. I, mm. I, I, when they had the opportunity to do a small cameo on television... Yeah. They know that's going to boost the numbers of people who who watch that show, which feeds money into the production of the films that they're going to star in later. Which means they're going to get a bigger payout in the end because bigger a bigger movie with higher ticket sales means more money for them. It it's a win win for them and the studio as long as they can negotiate the the red tape of how do I get you know how do I get this actor on this network television show for. Next to nothing. Yeah. And yeah. some of them do like doing it just for the sake of doing it. Like, Which know. I think is what Sam Jackson did. Unfortunately, you can't just show up and photo bomb a, a TV set. Because <laughs> if you could, then it'd be just simple. Just, hey, hey, Sam. Yeah, come through about 10 minutes. We're going to be shooting this scene. Just walk through. It'll be all right. <laughs> well, I think that's what they did with his first cameo, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster Nick Fury's just sleeping on a Shane calls him Hipster Nick Fury, so really? I don't know if there's much difference between hipster Hobo and Hipster. Does she know what a Hipster is? Yeah, she calls me one all the time. Really? Mm, she, For what? I don't know. She tells me my I have a hipster style, which I don't think is accurate. Oh, we didn't even talk about what beer we were drinking tonight. Yeah, oh. I was waiting to bring that up at the end. We We'd still be have remiss. 20 minutes. We still have 20 minutes. We would be remiss um, if we didn't mention our beer. We are drinking Alakazam by Sunking Brewery. Uh, me and David went to an awesome tapping party for it last week. Right. It was uh, a magic show down at <laughs> Theater at the Square on okay. Massachusetts Avenue in Indianapolis. Um, they do... Oh. He's bringing me more goodies. What is this? Oh, you're still drinking yours. I'm still drinking mine. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, but uh, they do a magic show at the theater at the square every first Tuesday of the month. So, again, if you're in Indianapolis, you should check that out. It's actually a lot of fun. I yeah. had a good time. 
But let's talk about this beer. Right it's, here. it's really impressive. It, it's an amazing beer. I enjoy the fuck in, out of in it. In terms of color, that's like a four or five SRM. So it's the same color as your your typical gold nail or a, like a Bach beer, or something yeah. like that. Real real light in color, but mm-hmm. doesn't taste at all like this like what it yeah. shows you. It's a blonde that tastes like a stout. Lots of coffee. I think lots of roasty I it was malt. A porter. Is that no? Oh, no, okay. it's, 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 a, a, it's a blonde so that, that tastes like a stout or a porter. I okay, mean, all right, similar. I just I was trying to remember what he said. Yeah. <laughs> the, the trick with this is to just let the uh, the roasted grains, the roasted barley's, yeah. and the coffee just like barely kiss the solution. You don't you don't want to have that in your in your beer for a long time. That's probably going to go at the very at like once they start fermentation, they're just going to hit it with the coffee. For a slight amount of time, if you do too long, you're going to get a lot of extra color. Mm-hmm. Same with the roasted barley. You put um, that in the very end. It's, it's the same uh, coffee roast from the Java Mac. Believe that. Um, yeah, bee coffee roasters. Yeah, bee coffee roasters. Yeah, that's actually the same coffee that's put in uh, New Day's breakfast Magpie. magpies. Oh, nice. Yeah. I thought there was a similar mm-hmm. like quality to that. Huh. Yeah, like but it's, it's delicious. Drink local, bitches. Yeah, drink a little bit. Yeah, that. That, that I enjoyed the hell out of that beer. And you know, there was something that Sun King did uh, that was really cool on Sunday. Yeah, did we you had, hear about that? Oh, you tell the folks. Yeah, uh, we had a. Uh, you're, you're talking about our competition mm-hmm. with uh, Oscar Blues, right? Yes, I am. Uh, very, very uh, well-known brewery as well. Yeah, out of uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, Sun King and Oscar Blues had a wager. Uh, to whoever won the uh, the game, the Broncos Colts, the game. Broncos yeah. Colts game. <laughs> yeah, uh, whoever whoever lost would donate half of their tasting room uh, earnings to a charity of their choice for that day or something. Yeah, just or? for that day. Well, okay, okay. Yeah, but well, for the for the weekend, I guess. All but, right. Uh, because we were closed on Sunday, so it can't obviously yeah, be that day. But uh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you produce more than the state quantity of beer, it's kind of hard to be open more. But it was a cool thing that they did. Yeah, I agree. Got got uh, some monies, some out-of-state monies coming to a local charity here in Indiana, all thanks to Andrew Luck and the boys and Sun King for, yeah. for manning up. Manning's weak fucking arm. <laughs> uh, I think it was the legs, actually. We're talking about his it's leg injuries. Yeah. He needs to be careful. It, yeah. He has a thigh injury. Because I, I already said the guy's going to end up in a wheelchair thanks to that back injury. And if he's not careful, that's really what's going to happen. So he, hmm. hopefully in the next week or so we're going to hear a press conference of Peyton Manning is retiring for health reasons. <laughs> I love the guy to death as an athlete. He's, yeah. I've been told he's an asshole in person. But regardless of that, regardless of that, just for your own sake, Peyton, mm-hmm. you know what? You don't want to be that guy well, who goes out, who doesn't go out while he's in his prime, and then gets hurt and is remembered as the dude who didn't know when his time was. Up. I don't know. You think about Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre looked as if his career was done, and then like, it was. Well, he went and did that <laughs> awesome fucking season with the Vikings, though. Yeah, where he, he won came the Super Bowl that year, not the Vikings. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, he he fucking came back and owned. That's, that's true. Yeah, he did a great fucking job. I, I mean, I guess it's probably equivalent. Like, Peyton was out of the Colts for, like, a good season there. Yeah, a whole season. That's how they got luck. Yeah. And then he came out, and then he went over to the Broncos. and you yeah, know, a he's, great year last year. This yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh. he's been doing good. I mean, I I feel as if he should at least give it one more season. Maybe. Yeah. I think he wants to because he wants another Super Bowl. Yeah. And I can't fault him. You know, you can't fault a man for wanting to go out on the very, very top. Mm-hmm. But you get then to a point. Should have won it last year. Yeah, but you get to not showing up. Yeah, you get to a point where it's a it's a question of like like we were mentioning with the movie Whiplash. 
this is my my life stream, and if I pursue this to like to the extreme, what am I losing as a as a result of that? And in mm-hmm. his case, it's going to be his health. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's not going to live past sixty years old if he's not careful because he's got back problems. He's going to have leg problems. Mm. What, what kind of quality of life are you going to enjoy with your millions and millions of dollars when you can't walk? There was sort of like a mixed feeling there at the end when you know Peyton lost. You're kind of like, luck probably could have. I mean, he he's definitely got years left in him. Yeah. Manning's probably he's probably getting close. You're kind of like, it would have been kind of nice if he would have been able to, I don't know, go. Even though maybe he would have gotten his ass handed by him, so to him by Brady. <laughs> I, I thought it would have been nice if he didn't try and run off the field like a little sword. I don't think he did. Oh yeah, he left really fucking if fast. Did, if you didn't see this part, <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw him shaking hands, hugging some of the Colts players. Chuck Pagano had to run, at, literally run after him to say, "Hey, good game, Peyton," because Peyton was on his way out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hands, even, yeah. That was walking by, but he was Shit, on his I didn't way catch out. That. And Chuck, I just saw Chuck like drop the headset and take off running so he could catch Peyton Manning. Huh. And I was just like. Wow, Peyton. Yeah, he was off that field really fucking fast. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, saw, I, saw, I mean, I saw Peyton, like, hugging some people and shaking hands with us. And I saw Andrew Luck. <laughs> I thought that was you. That was one of your patented... <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he farted, honestly. I thought he, I thought he let one loose there. That was my cat. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I don't see us winning next week. I oh, think it's I possible, but it's going to be really it's tough. It's going to be really tough. Well, I don't know. It depends if the Patriots have another loophole they can <laughs> expose next week. Late night at Foxborough is not conditions for good football. No. Not yeah. in the end football. We play inside. That's just yeah. that, that's yeah. our teams always play inside, and it's hard to prepare. Well, well, isn't this weekend actually supposed to be somewhat warmer? Yeah, forty yeah. degrees yeah. and yeah. sunny. So, so maybe it'll be in the thirties over. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. uh Oh, what did you guys think about what uh, the Patriots pulled on, uh, during their game? I didn't watch it. I didn't one. watch it. What happened? Well, apparently they were putting... They were changing their eligible receivers right before a play so that the other team didn't have a chance to actually know who the eligible receivers were. Oh. That is kind of dirty. Well, they, you, in any sport, like in basketball, when you put a new player on the court, you have to declare him. They, they yeah. stop the game to say, hey... This dude's coming in off the bench. Uh-huh. And it's the same in football. When you make substitutions, it's clear they have to go like on and off the field, and they, they'll they know who's on the field and who's not. And I think that's a little unfair, considering considering that you can't throw the ball to just any player yeah. on the offense. To, to say, oh, now we can hide who's going to be able to catch the ball or not, the defense has no idea who to, who to defend, and that, mm-hmm. that seems kind of cheap. Yeah, it does. It does feel like just like loophole abusing. Yeah. Like yeah, I kind of hope. Like I mean, there's no rule against it, so there's no way to really say that they were abusing the rules. But um, I kind of hope like referees looked at it and were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like yeah. even like they were uh, uh, um, the 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 Ravens coach uh, Harbaugh. He he noticed what they were doing. He was trying to get the referees to pay attention to it. And, uh, uh, like, he, he specifically said, you know, I, I, I need to be able to know who's the eligible receivers. Yeah. And even after the referees knew and they were trying to tell him who the eligible receivers were, Brady would... Uh, um, switch them up. Not switch them up, but he would just play he, he, without giving the defense any time oh, to wow. adjust. So, I mean, it's... That's fair in the sense that the game goes at the offensive pace. Yeah. But that does seem really dirty. And coming from the Patriots... 
It's no surprise. Yeah, that's <laughs> the dirtiest true. fucking team. Well, maybe not. The Steelers might still hold that record, but the Patriots <laughs> are definitely number two dirtiest. Yeah, team Ross, or, or what's his name? Ross Burger. That's what we call him. Rakeless Burger. Bill Cosby, the football player. <laughs> wow. God, what was it? Uh, I think that man's name was O.J. Simpson. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina Fey and uh, Amy Poehler made a joke about Bill Cosby last night. I can't remember what the hell it was. Uh, yeah, apparently it was. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I'm all for that. If, if the guy, if, if the he guy's guilty, about himself. If the guy's guilty, go. Did after he? Him. I yeah. thought. I thought he just stayed silent about the whole thing. Yeah, uh, to a certain degree. Like, yeah, he, did you not hear? Uh, he just did a show up in Canada, and a chick was heckling him, and he's like, "Oh, you might not want to get too drunk around me." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that flies in Canada. Uh, God. He's like, "I heard you don't want to get too drunk around me," or something like that. That'd, that'd be got the ballsy as fuck. <laughs> I know, right? God, I can't believe when I I saw him. I had a chance to see him. Oh, you you seen Bill Cosby live? Oh, wow. yeah, really? in uh, two thousand nine. I got I like a chance to see. I was so excited about that. That's impressive. Well, it's just like it, it doesn't seem like something that happens too often. Yeah. No, he, no, he uh, <laughs> he came and did a. I don't know what you would call it. It wasn't a stand up set. It wasn't a lecture. Was something in between, uh, and it was at the university at IU. He was just speaking. Yeah, basically, he came out on the stage at the IU Auditorium in front of a packed house, yeah. sat down, blew his nose vigorously, <laughs> and then proceeded to talk to us a little bit about life and like in college life, his experiences with his kids going to college, and what he learned about co- the college experience uh, uh-huh. through his kids, and and I I don't remember the gritty details of the talk, but. Like to to think about that guy, like that was that's my impression of that man, that the Cosby Show and, yeah. and numerous appearances on television and film. Now we can do ads about making Jello with roofies mixed in. And yeah, and like he's a prime candidate for Vicodin, or not Vicodin, <laughs> Viagra. It's some drug that starts with Vicodin. <laughs> he's a prime candidate for Viagra ads now. That's what we can say. Yeah, that whole thing's fucked up. I mean, it, 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 there are far too many women now coming out to really. You can't just say it's somebody trying to disparage his name or. Because, like, some of the women aren't even doing it, like, in a lawsuit or anything. They're just coming out and saying, he tried to do this to me. Yeah. And, and they're, they're not looking for any sort of gain. They're just, you know. Putting their voice out there to to give more credence to you know the, these other women who are coming out. Right. It's I don't know. It's one of those gross things that's incredibly disappointing. Like there's so many comedians now who who you know claimed Cosby as a, a source of inspiration, of, and now it's yeah. like he's a fucking Com- monster. But you gotta the thing is you gotta separate. They're they're. Uh, Sure, the guy off stage and off camera might not be a quality guy. Like I said, I've Uh been told Peyton Manning's not the most friendly of people Mm. when you meet him in person. But that doesn't take away from his craft. He may be a shitty individual, but he could be good at something. It's the same thing. Again, I'm going to go back to that movie Whiplash. You pursue something to the utmost degree. Hold on. There is complete... uh, I mean, it's like when uh, uh, Orson Scott Card, he, 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 he... He's really against uh, 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 you know, homosexual marriage and so forth, and so a lot of people say that you you know she read any of his books and stuff, but I feel as if that's more just a matter of opinion yeah. than actually 
inflicting violence upon another person and uh, drugging them and raping them. There is a completely... That is Again, we still a, a don't have proof that he's done this. He's still all alleged. Allegedly. He's one of, <laughs> he's one of the best be at what he chose as a profession, but that doesn't mean that at w- when he, you take away what he does as a profession that he's a good human being. That's well. That's all I'm trying to say. You can't just because somebody excels at something doesn't mean that they are going to be an exceptional human being. Yeah, but there there's a fine line there where it becomes a little silly. I mean, Hitler was apparently very good at running an army there for a while, but yeah, <laughs> and him and his people figure out an incredibly efficient manner of executing or exterminating an entire religion. Which people what? in those films probably look up to him as a strategist. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I do. Yeah, yeah. But there, there is, there's a line there where you gotta, yeah, you can look at somebody's opinion or something like that. At least, this is all in my opinion. You can look at somebody's opinion and be able to appreciate some of the works of art they're putting out. Yeah. But once you start... To hear what kind of person what they was are. Not, not just that, but just inflicting violence on another person in such a fashion. Mm-hmm. That's when you got to be like, "Oh, come the fuck on! You, you're gross. Right. That is disgusting. You're." It doesn't. It doesn't mean that he didn't make you laugh before and or after. Like you might. So if you went back, it's and not like he would make me laugh now. If you went back and rewatched. Rewatched the episode of the Cosby Show, you might catch a one-liner in there, or something that you thought was funny. But at the same time, you're gonna be looking at the guy and be like, "You might have raped any one of those little girls that's on the stage." Except they've all come forward and said he hasn't. Uh, yeah, I, I heard about that. That they. Yeah, they I know the uh, uh, the actress who yeah, played the mom. They just called it absurd. So I mean, who's to say? You know, and there's there's one of the the victims. I'm not victim blaming at all, but she's she said that she was stoned out of her mind. You know, you can't. I feel like just saying that kind of takes away her entire argument. If she oh, well, will, well not know. if he's drugging everybody. Yeah. I I've been stoned but out of my she mind. Was, she was laughing about it. She's like, yeah, I was stoned. Like that kind of. Well, yeah, but she's not the only one. There's no. like over thirty of these women now who've, who've come out to say. No, he's done this to me. Like, I'm not protecting him. I'm not taking his side. I just don't know. Mm. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. No, that's. I mean, that's that's the uh, way we establish the legal system here in this yeah. country. So, <laughs> even though I had no part in that, I suppose I'll stand behind it. <laughs> Personally, I feel like sometimes it's all right to kill people before they have a, they have a chance to get to trial. Not that not that Bill Cosby one of those people, but you find yourself in situations where you think this could be handled better, or in a, in a better fashion outside of the. Legal system. Yeah, uh, it kind of brings up. Uh, I watched. Uh, I can't remember if I watched Raw or Delirious. Uh, what, what outfit was he wearing? Was it the skin-tight red leather suit? I think it was a white one, so it was Delirious, wasn't uh-huh. it? Yeah. Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah Raw's the red Michael he, Jackson. He calls shit. Bill Cosby out for <laughs> oh, something yeah, he similar. Does. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael Jackson. Yeah, it, he, what he I remember he, he predicts the future in that. Yeah, I remember he said he said something about Bill Cosby calling him and telling him how his jokes are too offensive. And he's like, "Tell Bill he can sit down and have a coke and shut the fuck up." <laughs> yeah, huh. then he calls Michael Jackson out for being a pedophile ten years before he was a pedophile. Maybe he knew some shit. Yeah, I maybe. <laughs> I think he just knew Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson. <laughs> he, he met them on and interacted with them on a personal level. That's one thing that we... We, we, we look at celebrities... He's a 
Tranny, too. Oh, what? Watch. So, like, five years from now, Eddie Murphy's gonna... Come out as a <laughs> transsexual? No, no. That... Eddie Murphy slept with a tranny. He was arrested for a prostitute, and it was a... Oh, that's right. It was a tranny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the lights are off. <laughs> we talked about it earlier. Yeah, One of them just true. a little more retracted than the other. <laughs> In most cases. Well, this episode took a turn, didn't it? Yeah, we, we, went from, we went from talking about the Golden Globes and Jailer's Titties <laughs> to dystopian Pokemon future, and now we got on the topic. To Ant-Man? Yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, a half a hour witch. ago. A half hour Total ago. misogynist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a wife beater. Um, one of them. Um... I was starting to do the, the like wrap, wrap up, up there, and, and it just uh, another it, half hour went by. Yeah, um, we we started drinking another beer. Yeah, we did start drinking another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Only the second one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I picked this up at the grocery store earlier today. I was just walking around the beer, and I saw it, and I was like, "This could be good." It is good. It's, it's by good. Uh, uh, Goose Island up near Chicago. You went to Goose Island? Yeah, I went right. to the brewery. Checked out there. Did you uh, have this one up there? No. Um, it's called the Muddy. It's an imperial start featuring amplified sweetness and licorice notes. Um, let's see. It's a 9% alcohol, 32 IBU. Do you think that's in reference to the Muddy Waters? It clearly is because there's yeah. an amplifier yeah. and uh, guitar frets up the side. <laughs> yeah. um, and he recorded a yeah. shitload of stuff in Chicago on yeah. Michigan Avenue at the... Yeah. Uh, Andrew would kill me if I can't think of the name of the record company. Sun, not Sun Records. Uh... Okay, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, Southern Records is definitely down in Tennessee. <laughs> I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah pretty I mean, good beer, I've though. I've actually been outside that record studio, so I don't even know why that would come to my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. You, you can actually, like, I, I, I do like the, the licorice notes on it. You can, they're like, they're there, but they're not overpowering Yeah, I mean, I, I usually don't like licorice. Like, yeah. And it... it you can't even tell it's like licorice. Yeah, it's used to great effect in this. It's it's, it's, a, it's a good beer. Yeah. Well, I gotta cut it. So because we're almost out of time. Because we're almost out of time, and we're uh, gonna have to do a shortened outro music. Uh, so I'm David West. Oh, I'm David Gilman. And Chance. Um. See ya. Well, I guess we'll next talk week. To you later. We'll talk to you later. Not see you later. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna hit the space bar and call it night. All right. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.